2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
0: Welcome back to hour number two of The Huddle. If you missed anything from hour number one, the podcast is up now wherever you get your podcasts as well. as on the free Odyssey app 1107 Sunday on July 16th Dave Schwartz alongside Pete Nigerian and Charlie weiss great to have you with us this morning. We are getting much much closer here just about a week and change away from NFL training camps opening up your favorite time of the year Pete football season's here. <laughs> the NFL which as usual we get to know find out who's going to be the subject of hard knocks mm-hmm. this year. Not a surprise. It's the New York Jets again. Um, this I, I understand the decision. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's New York. I get it. I don't particularly care for it. I'm going to be honest with you. And this is, doesn't have a ton to do with Aaron Rodgers other than the fact that I, I, I'm – it's just lazy. This just seems lazy to me. It seems like a bunch of guys sat around a room at the NFL or, or NFL Network or whatever – NFL films, excuse me. And they said, okay, where are we going to go this year? How about the biggest media market with the most annoying quarterback and most polarizing <laughs> quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, that sounds great. All right, great. Let's go get food. I just, to me, it's lazy. Uh, and if you read and do a little research, they don't want it. They don't. Aaron Rodgers doesn't, and, and I don't know if maybe this is the NFL's PR machine saying, hey, listen, let's, let's say that you don't want it, and then people will be more interested in watching it. <laughs> but if we're taking them at their word, the, the Jets don't want this. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Rodgers, to me, is someone who we've heard so much from, especially this offseason, With the darkness retreats and the this, that, (laughs) and the other thing. There are, to me, there are many other storylines I care more about. Not the least of which is his old team. Mm -hmm. Jordan Love taking over in Green Bay. I would much rather, with Matt LaFleur as coach, I would much rather hear about the Packers training camp. And I have other ideas, too. But I I just, for a lot of reasons, this doesn't do much for me, Pete. Well,
3: here's why it does a lot for me. Um, and and, and I, w- I will tell you this, uh, they did not want to do it. Robert Sala, the, the head coach, did not want to do it. And most of the teams in the NFL are very negative when it comes to hard knocks because they don't want those cameras inside the locker room and inside of training camp and seeing everything that you get a chance to see on hard knocks. I, By the way, Huge Hard Knocks fan, loved it last year with the with the Detroit Lions. I thought it made me love that coach. I tell you, I just think the world of yes. Dan Campbell after that. Yep. That being said, here's the one uh, caveat that I'll throw at you that you you might not know, Dave. They mm-hmm. there are um, criteria that they have that only allows specific teams to be even eligible to be Hard Knocks. Interesting. So the teams I didn't know that. So the choices were, and it has to do with a brand new coach and of this and of that. There's a lot of different things that go into it. But the only, the only teams that fell under the category of being hard knocks was Washington, New Orleans, Chicago, um, and the Jets. And so Interesting. I think that's part of it. But I will say this, too. Even if that was not the case... Aaron Rodgers, you now get behind the scenes. This isn't Aaron Rodgers in front of the press at a press conference. This is now Aaron Rodgers at the dormitory or at the hotel and all that kind of thing, along with all those other players. And I think the Jets are such an interesting team because let's think about this for just a second. They were they were pretty daggone good last year, except for offensively. And specifically offensively, we're talking about the quarterback. So they had a great defense which is what Robert Sala is known for. Mm -hmm. Um, They had a great defense, but they needed things. And they went out and they got those things. They needed receivers. They need a quarterback, of course, and they get Aaron Rodgers. Then they get a bunch of guys that Green Bay never did this for him. They went out and went fairly early in the draft to pick a couple of players out that could be potentially added to the offensive line that they've already got. And anytime you draft a center out of Wisconsin, you're a good, you're a smart team by my standards <laughs> because that offensive line at Wisconsin is just always great. And so they got Tipman from Wisconsin. They got Warren from Pitt and a very large offensive tackle. They got a kid who's a tight end, who's going to be probably featured a lot because he's six foot eight, 260 pounds. No one's Goodness. ever heard of him because he played at old dominion, but yeah. He's got a 40-inch vertical. He's got a four-five 40, and the kid lights it up. But you've never heard of him because has have any of us ever watched Old Dominion play football?
0: <laughs> I know you, know you have, but I have not.
3: <laughs> I have not. Yeah. <laughs> but he is a great player, an incredible athlete, and and by almost every metric, if he can live up to that. And he did this. So it's not like he's he's come from a different sport and he's trying to play football. He actually is a football player and he's extremely athletic, and I think he's one of those guys that might get a little highlighted. But I'm looking forward to it just because I think it's a different way to see Aaron Rodgers than what we've seen. We've we've seen him on, you know, podcasts. We've seen him on in front of the press. But now you're going to see that behind the scenes. You know, it's kind of like the Netflix thing that you and I, I know we're going to talk about too. But, yeah. you know, quarterback, I, you get to see everything. You're not just seeing – Patrick Mahomes standing up at a microphone. You know, you're you're now seeing his wife, you know, the family and all those things, all of the different aspects of who these people are and you get that inside look. And I think for for me it's always exciting. They can do almost any team, but I think where the Jets yeah. sit right now you know, in the East, I, I think that that is probably the most competitive, best that of of anything in the NFL right now. When you got Buffalo and the Jets, New England and Miami, I mean, let's let's be honest, that is a pretty amazing uh, group of teams right there together.
0: I guess maybe I'm just more cynical than you than you because <laughs> I to me the first thing I thought of was, well, these guys are going to be more guarded. They right. they don't want them here. I I. And I don't know how the negotiation of it is. I don't know if the NFL mandates and says, listen, you guys are letting you guys are going to let these cameras see everything Mm -hmm. you are. You don't have a say of when they turn off. And that's the way this is going to be. I think that because the Jets don't want this and because Aaron Rodgers doesn't want this, that I I I don't think we're going to see the Darren Rodgers that that you speak of. I I Mm. think he's going to be guarded. I think he's going to – and how guarded can he be? I don't know. Um, I would very much like to see uh, w- what all of this is about, and I, I'm a big fan of the show as well. Mm-hmm. But there's other – to me, I, I would have rather, like we said, Jordan Love in Green Bay, and how about Bryce Young in Carolina? How mm-hmm. about the Vikings? Yeah. you got Justin Jefferson, the one of the best wide receivers in the game. Obviously, Kirk Cousins, you know, that's – maybe that takes away from it because he just did, you know, the Netflix series. Kevin O'Connell – Koivisto, Doefo, Mensa—you know—I mean, you got a young, exciting group that I think would make—and this is a Homer take. I know this, even though I'm not a Homer. I actually would rather have seen the Minnesota Vikings uh, on there or, or the Packers than uh, than what's going to happen. What I think will be a little more guarded. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe this will be the greatest, most open series of any hard knocks. My biggest fear is. It's not going to have the same authenticity, and therefore, it, it's just not going to be as compelling television.
3: Mm. You, you could be right. I, I just think that Aaron Rodgers can't help himself, and so uh, that's I, a great point. So, so we'll, I think we'll see more than we think. And you know, they—I think there is some control for the cameras to some degree, uh, but but you do get to see the opportunity when they have to cut a guy, you know, or what mm-hmm. when they're making a positive announcement or a negative announcement. I mean, for all those things. I Just find it, you know, I, I love the show. I've always thought it was fascinating to watch it from that perspective because I lived it and, and it would have been interesting. I'm glad they didn't have cameras when I was. There. I was going to oh, ask
0: oh. you, would you have been, <laughs> how would you have felt if they said, hey, Pete, we, we have hard knocks this year?
3: Well, well they did do a, a multi day type series for uh-huh. the Today Show with Bryant Gumbel when I was playing with Tampa and I was wow. one of the focal people. And, uh, you know, because I had a little bit of colorfulness to what I <laughs> did on the field. <laughs> and so Bryant sat. Down with me, you know, interviewed me, talked to me, so I got a little bit of a taste of it, but it was very short. It was like three or four days of training camp that was it this is you know this is essentially the entire training camp, and the guys walking in with their fans and all the stuff that they usually do it just is i think it 's fun, and I think that the jets, because of who they are and what they did in the off season it's it's a layup i don't think it's a lazy layup though i think it i no. think it's this is the team that we all want to see what's inside of this thing and can they get over the hump of buffalo and miami and you know for the, some degree maybe the the patriots or whoever yeah. uh and the afc is just loaded up i would love to have seen new orleans potentially yeah. but it 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 just they don't count they, they 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 weren't part of the criteria that had to be uh, that put you in position to be on there. So hmm. that's why we didn't see them. Interesting. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. New Orleans was one of them. That's yes. why I would like to have seen them because new quarterback, he finally has a defense. What do you think? But maybe it's not exciting. You know, I think the jets, that's a little more exciting than, well, than it's their market car. size, right? I mean, yeah.
0: it's, it's New York and that's, yep. it's New York or LA. Those are the big markets. And, and mm-hmm. these kinds of projects are designed to bring in revenue. And that's where you're going to get the ratings for it would be my sure. guess. And, so you're right. It, it's a layup. We disagree. Why? But that's okay. I do agree. I do agree that it, that it's an absolute uh, an absolute layup. Uh, we'll take a quick break here. Come back. We're going to talk a little Women's World Cup uh, as well. Can they repeat again as champions? Should be a great conversation. Jamie Watson from Apple TV Soccer Analyst, former member of the Minnesota United, former uh, analyst for the Minnesota United. He'll join us next. We'll talk Women's World Cup. You're listening to the Huddle on A3O WCCO. Welcome back to the Huddle 1122 talking a little Women's World Cup begins uh here this week. Great to have Jamie Watson, Apple TV soccer analyst, former Minnesota United, former Minnesota United analyst. He's on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker hotline this morning. First of all, is it true Jamie that you just uh had to walk out of church to do this?
4: That is absolutely true. I was uh <laughs> I was uh arms raised and and praised but uh I think the big man upstairs will understand to uh to take a call with Dave Schwartz and Pete Najarian. So uh, well, I hope so. <laughs> so yeah. Don't
0: pin it on me when you get there. <laughs> and that you know uh, buddy it's so good to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us this morning. I um when I thought about the Women's World Cup, you were my first call and uh, I, I I I will not pretend to be the the uh, most well-knowledgeable person on the Women's World Cup, but you are. And, and so I'm curious. I, I know that this is a chance for a third time for Team USA to win it. Uh, how does the field look? Do they have a chance?
4: Oh, absolutely. And, and, and first of all, thank you so much for, for having me on. I'm a big fan. Uh, both of you, Dave and, and Pete, I mean just two absolute legends, so I'm uh, firmly in uh, third place in the cool factor in this call. So thank you <laughs> for true. letting me come on and pretending like i'm uh, I'm worthy of being on here but uh, <laughs> no, let's put the, let's put the focus on the women because it is uh, about to be the the start of the greatest month every four years where you get a World cup and this women's World Cup is gonna be so exciting. It's really truly going to be one of the biggest tests that the USA women's national team has ever had because they are back-to-back champions. And uh, Pete, you'll know this from your career, Dave, you've covered sports for as as long as uh, I'm sure you can probably think back to be able to win back-to-back is simply remarkable, but Mm. back-to-back-to-back is almost unheard of in any sport anywhere around the world. So the USA women are going in with an absurd amount of pressure, but they have an, absurd amount of talent on the group so if anyone can do it it's the usa women's national team but it will be a very difficult challenge once they inevitably get out of the group phase which they should do rather comfortably
3: jamie it's so great to have you on man we're really excited about it and like you said this is this is a big deal and if they could possibly get that back to back to back that's amazing How about Alex Morgan? Would she be a part of that? Because I know she's had – this is her fourth World Cup. She's 34. Is she somebody that you think could be there uh, not only this year but somebody who could be there again?
4: I think so. And and I think with the X factor to Alex Morgan, you'll know this one, when you get to the end of your career – you start to know that there is going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm not suggesting that Alex Morgan is at the end of her career, but, you know, we're now getting to that age where you start thinking, you know, things are going to have to go really well for me to be able to get the next World Cup. So is this potentially my last World Cup? And so the talent is there for Alex Morgan, um, and she's actually surrounded by some incredible talent. Um, uh, Trinity Rodman comes to mind immediately as somebody that is sort of the heir apparent. Sophia Smith as well. Uh, those are two players that will be joining Alex probably in the front three because they like to play with a, a four-three-three, three. four defenders, three in the midfield, and then three up top. And I think Alex has that experience, but I think she also has that sort of innate desire right now to understand that this could very well be the last World Cup that she gets to participate in. So if you knew that going into it, would you be willing to run that extra run? Would you be willing to go that extra – You know, sprint that you have to do to track back defensively, do all the dirty work, do all the things that, you know, when she was the star, other people did for her. Now she's going. Well, this may be the last time I do it. Of course, I'm going to do it. So I fully expect the U.S. Women's uh, National Team to be there or thereabouts right at the end of the tournament. Even with all this pressure, I think they have the capability of doing it. And and women's soccer is just exploding. I cannot wait to see how this is going to unfold. And there's, a, there's one thing I think that'll be really interesting as this tournament's going to unfold. You're going to start to see the momentum starting to pick up from the casual sports fan that gets behind you know, mm-hmm. Team USA for the Men's and Women's World Cup every year. I'm going to encourage everybody to go out to the watch party on July 26th. It starts at uh, 7 p.m. Kickoff is at 8. It's being hosted by our good friends at Minnesota Aurora. Mm-hmm um it's free to attend you just have to get a, a ticket registration so go to mnaurora.com and you can do that because this is going to be something that is going to be a community experience much like the community-owned aspect of minnesota aurora it'll be so much fun to be able to watch the u.s women's national team take on the netherlands on july 26th
0: and you're a part you are a, a community owner correct
4: absolutely I, I believe in women's soccer i have for yeah. a very long time i'm so proud that Minnesota has really stepped up and shown that they back this team. They set and shatter attendance records each and every week, it seems mm-hmm. like. And um, if that's a glimpse into the future of what women's sports in Minnesota and around the country is, then I'm buying all of the stock in yeah. women's sports and women's soccer that I can. See That that's one's awesome. references for you right there, my friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jamie Watson is joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker hotline this morning. Jamie, uh, four-time winners – but they have now won back-to-back looking for a three-peat for the women's uh, team, women's national team. But what's interesting this time is it seems like there's been a much larger changeover in roster from World. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
5: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: World Cup to World Cup. Have you seen that? I mean, they've lost some big names. And and how does that factor into the chemistry and how quickly the team will come together?
4: You yeah, know, it's interesting because each there's there's sort of this generational talent that the U.S. Women's national team has has had and this dominance they have had and two things one the rest of the world is catching up other countries are finally putting in the proper resources making sure that the women get the equal attention that they deserve um, as to the men's programs that have gotten for a long time but then two there's also a a generational sort of shift with this you're starting to see the likes of um, Alex Morgan get up there in age but Megan Rapinoe as well has just announced her retirement after the women's world cup as well they're starting to get to a point where all the familiar names and faces that we've known, and they have the iconic moments of lifting the last two World Cup trophies. There's fewer and fewer of them. And the talent pool is getting deeper. It's getting more competitive. Uh, The head coach uh, has had a, a very difficult time and left some big names off the roster. But that's because this women's team is better than they've ever been. So the anticipation has never been higher. The expectation has never been higher. And also, the challenge of winning a World Cup has never been higher.
3: So, Jamie, as far as uh, you were talking about some of the new names, new faces, how about Sophia Smith? Is she uh, somebody that you view as the next great uh, player for us? Or or where does she sit right now as far as you're concerned?
4: Oh, she is worth the price of admission when uh, you go to see her play. She plays for the Portland Thorns in the NWSL and who knows, maybe maybe one day you won't have to travel to the Pacific Northwest to go see her. Maybe maybe the Minnesota Aurora will hopefully, the, the Minnesota Aurora team will hopefully be in, uh, in a professional league like that, and maybe Sophia Smith will be coming to uh, the Twin Cities to play a game against our, our women's team. Who knows? But she is the real deal. She's incredible. Um, you know, there's uh, Mal Swanson as well. She actually just picked up an injury uh, devastatingly in, in April, so she's going to miss the World Cup, but She's another name to watch out for, but Sophia Smith, this could be her breakout tournament. She is uh, a wonderful, exciting talent. Uh, Went to Stanford, um, went to, has played at Portland since I believe like 2020. And she's scoring, she played about 30 games, I think it is. And she's got about 12 goals. The mark of a truly good striker is one goal every two games. And so she's right at that elite talent level, as far as the production of scoring goals and stuff. And so, She's only 22 years old, so this is a name, Sophia Smith, that we're going to be saying for a very long time and maybe the heir apparent to Alex Morgan. But for now, we get to enjoy them being on the field together. So it's a a very, very exciting time for uh, the U.S. women's national team, both currently as we head into the World Cup, but also the future looks really bright.
0: Jamie Watson
4: joining us in the
0: John Suster Coldwell Banker Hotline. We've got time for a couple more. Uh, Jamie, really quickly, we've talked a lot about Team USA. Who will be their biggest competition? Who is the, the one team that could stand in the way of the women winning the World Cup?
4: Man, there are some big, uh, there, there's some real challenges with this. I, I think that obviously um, one of the sneaky teams that I think could be a real challenge is uh, the German, the women's uh, Germany team. They've been really good. Spain as well. Uh, look, Canada is always, always a good uh, good challenge. I mean, there's there's some really good teams. As far as the group goes, I think you, you look at the first game will be Friday, July 21st against Vietnam. That's a game in which they, they should win, and they should win comfortably. Um, and you need to make sure that your goal differential is good. So if they start to get 7, eight, nine, 10 goals, hey, this is the World Cup. Like, you pay the biggest respect to your team opponent by giving a hundred percent the entirety of the match. So, you know, I know that last world cup, there was a little bit of, you know, Oh, should the women be running up the score? It's the world cup. This isn't, yep. this isn't, you know, the participation trophy tournament. This is the best of the best. And I would be personally upset if a team didn't give me their best because they felt bad for me. If I was an opponent and the team was beating me, beat me 12 to zero instead of beating me five to zero and pass the ball around and play a big game of keep away. Um, so I think they should they should do really well against Vietnam. They should be able to to win that game comfortably by a large margin. I think the match against Netherlands, that one we talked about the twenty sixth where the doors will open for the Minnesota Aurora watch party at seven o'clock, that's the one that I think will be the, the the real telling point of this group. I think if they win that, they could already potentially be advanced out of the group by that stage. And then from there it'll be you know the the countries you mentioned just a moment ago that will probably be their quarterfinal, semifinal and potential final opponents.
3: And Jamie, it's amazing to me because, you know, you were talking about the popularity and how excited you are about that. And I can totally understand that when I was doing a little research, I found something that said, it's going to be the biggest selling women's sports event in history with a million tickets already sold. So Australia, New Zealand, they are doing something right. And they are absolutely uh, getting it, getting so much activity. It's incredible.
4: Yeah, I mean, it, and it goes to show what what a lot of people have seen already. There's there's been so many people that have just been pushing the the exposure for women's sports and especially women's soccer. But I think now this is finally getting the the just due that it's deserved for a long time. And that matchup between you know number one and number four USA versus Netherlands um, in the group stage is, is a treat. That could be a World Cup final in any other setup. Um, you know, you still have Sweden and France that could be potential opponents as well later on in the tournament. I think that people are starting to understand that they can go and see competition at an incredibly high level. The World Cup is the biggest of biggest tournaments. There's nothing bigger. It's You know, when you're shooting baskets, you're you're thinking about winning an NBA championship, you know, and counting down the, the scoreboard. You're, you, I'm sure you grew up dreaming about scoring the winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. This <laughs> is all of those other tournaments rolled into one. I mean, it's the World Cup. It's something that i can try to articulate but i'd be here for the rest of the program trying to explain <laughs> to you just how you know big this is to the to the casual listener and so i hope that everyone gets behind team usa cheers them on uh, because it it's incredible scenes it, you won't be able to turn on your phone or the tv without seeing something about it so might as well get on the bandwagon and when you inevitably fall in love with the journey that is the, the women's national team and this people women's world cup they go out and support your local teams and be able to continue to carry that momentum in person. Because I promise you, Dave, you've been there. Uh, Pete, I don't know if you've been to an Aurora game yet, but we need to get you to one if you haven't. Uh, oh, sure. It's even better in person to see that talent up close and personal. So uh, pretty exciting. And uh, the future has never been brighter for women's soccer and women's sports. Jamie
0: Watson, I'll, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit for everybody listening. You and I have been friends for a very long time since you first started your broadcast career. Uh, coming from soccer and then turning broadcaster, a very successful career, and I'm—I cannot tell you, buddy, how happy I am when I see see you on Apple TV or follow you on social media on where you're going next. I'm so happy your career is taking off. You're just the best. I appreciate you coming on, brother.
4: That means the world to me, and and anything that I do on TV that's halfway decent is because I just watched you do it and I've asked oh, totally <laughs> so, oh that's not trivial oh that's not Hey, so for checks in the mail I appreciate you and Oh, you your, best. you're a wonderful friend uh, you've been a mentor to me I'm a big fan of the show uh, thank you so much for letting me come on and I hope uh, every listener appreciates just how great you guys are because you're a wonderful wow. team you put so much effort into the show and it's an absolute honor to be uh, on today with you
0: Thank you, buddy. Take Thanks, care. Jamie. Go back to church and tell uh, tell your <laughs> wife I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm going right. to pray for the U.S. Women's National Team to to thank win the you. tournament. Hallelujah! Right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Jamie. Thank, thank you. you so thank you.
0: <laughs> You're the best, <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Man. Jamie Watson, Apple TV uh, MLS analyst and uh, part owner, one of the owners of minnesota aurora by the way you heard him talk about it at tco stadium on july 26th they're going to have a viewing party for the usa and netherlands game should be a fantastic game as well I, i'm psyched man i'm i'll tell you he's got me pumped up i'm gonna yeah. be watching the world cup so mission accomplished i'll <laughs> uh, take a quick break we'll come back more huddle next on a 3 wcco the much anticipated netflix series quarterback came out this week. It follows Kirk Cousins as well as uh, other quarterbacks. I believe Marcus Mariota, right? And, uh, oh, oh, that guy from Kansas City, Pat Mahomes (laughs) as well. So uh, uh, full disclosure, I have not seen it yet. I haven't even started watching it yet. It's been a very busy week. I didn't get a chance to. But, Pete, I know you watched it. You loved it. Yeah. Uh, What did you take away from the series?
3: Well, uh, and you you confirmed this, uh, but, you know, Kirk Cousins is a great player. And, he, and he's actually done a lot more than everybody ever wants to give him credit for. But that being said, boy, he does live live up a little bit to uh, the, I don't know, I, it's not the right word, but nerdiness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is he's who he is. a student of the game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I'll tell you, it's it's really a lot of fun. I think uh, you get to see what Kirk is really like and and his communication with everybody and Pat Mahomes as well. I mean, Pat Mahomes is is a special quarterback. We all know that. I don't know where he'll end up, but uh, he's on his way to being somewhere in the ballpark of the argument of the Tom Brady's of the world uh, if he continues on the path that he's on. So, you know, that's interesting to watch as well. And just to see how these guys interact off the field with their families as well as on the field with that family, the football family. Mm -hmm. It's pretty interesting. And Marcus Mariota as well. He's had a really tough career, guys. Yeah, I mean, he he's, he's a guy who won the Heisman Trophy, unbelievable player, great athlete. He's an Oregon guy. And, uh, you know, but it's, it's interesting to see his perspective. And there are times where you're watching just thinking, man, this guy almost feels like he might quit. And I don't think he will. But, you know, it's it's interesting that the passion is is kind of there. Every once in a while, it shows that it's not always there. And, yeah. I, and I, and when I see, when I see Pat Mahomes though, it's always there. And, and the, the interaction between he and the head coach and some of the plays that he comes up with some of the other players as well. And the, the head coach, uh, Randy, the, the, he lets them do it. I mean, it's, it's absolutely amazing how the relationship and how they're able to do some of the things that they do with their yeah. offense. And, and they've got a, a great voice with Pat just leading the charge to tell the coach, "Hey, we want to try this. What do you think of this play?" <laughs> yeah, it's really pretty cool.
0: I think what's what's most interesting to me, and and I again have not wa- having not watched this yet, but what really mm-hmm. piques my interest is that they selected three quarterbacks who are all different in in not just where they are in their careers, mm-hmm. but where they are as quarterbacks. You know, Kirk Cousins is is older. He's a much more stay-at-home kind of in-pocket general, you know, offensive general kind of guy. You're right; not he's he's he's, I think he would probably call himself boring. You know, he's just that's just that's (laughs) who he is. Then you have Pat Mahomes, who's you know got a lot of flair to him, and he's got the you know he's just a very different, mobile quarterback and exciting to watch. You never know what he's going to be. And then you have Marcus Mariota, who a guy who came into the league with so much hype and promise coming out of oregon and i think most would say though he's been decent i don't know that the career that he's had has has lined up with the hype that he received coming in so and i don't know how that played out in the show if it went that way but i that's something to me that's really interesting that there's there's just they're nothing alike each other they're nothing like each other and it's very three very different storylines
3: yeah, that, that you're 100% right and of course it's uh, Peyton Manning with Omaha Productions <laughs> that that's, that's actually producing name. it. Yeah. yeah, it is. You know, the old Omaha, Omaha. Yep. And so it really is fun and it, you know Peyton knows how to make something interesting and fun and twist things around a little bit. I mean, he's got that creative side to him and it's it's fascinating to watch. I've only seen 4. I've not watched the whole thing yet, but okay. it's uh we're excited to keep on watching my wife and I because it's just it's intriguing. You know, it's, it, it it's fun to watch and it's all last year. So you get to see inside the locker room, Kirk getting hit and some of the injuries that these guys actually suffer as well. And, you know, it's funny because you you, you watch a guy like Pat Mahomes is, is, is as athletic as he is. He's also not. <laughs> so really? it's, it's, well, I mean, you know, he, he is, don't get me wrong. He could throw yeah. the ball off of any side of his foot, anything. He, he normally throws it sideways, a sidearm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, it's funny to watch how he moves around and shifts around his body is is so different than most quarterbacks. And I think that's part of the the difficulty for defending against him is you have no idea where he's going to throw the ball ever. Even if he's looking right at you, <laughs> the ball could yeah. go 20 yards to your left. It's just, yeah. you know, it's it's really fun to sit there and watch. And they play plays over and over again. Gives you a chance to see everything that happened on the play. And it's... It's uh, it's something if you're a football fan at all, you need to be watching it.
0: It's interesting. I, I'm I'm very much um, I'm looking forward to to kind of tapping that in. I think that's going to be a fun watch. I love that. I wonder sometimes, does this get made if Peyton Manning isn't the one who's behind it? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just he, he has so much credence and um, he has he holds so much stock that I'm sure uh, his name is something that gets him in the door, mm-hmm. uh, even certainly with the NFL. All right, we'll watch that one this week. Let's take a quick break. We will come back. We're going to finish up our show. We're, we are, what, about a month and change away from the State Fair, Pete. Mm. New foods came out. I sent you the list. I Just to prep you, I want to know one, two, and three what we're eating first when we get to the <laughs> State Fair next month. We'll do that next. You're listening to 830 WCCO. Welcome back. We are... Thirty-eight days, twenty-two oh. hours, and thirty-three oh. minutes away from the Minnesota State Fair. I'm uh, I'm thoroughly excited, Pete. I believe yeah. you and I are going to be out oh. there. Uh, good to be great to share the booth with you. And uh, there are uh, what thirty some odd new foods here that the mm-hmm. Minnesota State Fair put out <laughs> this week. Uh, you both received the list this morning, and I would like to know your top three foods of the new foods. That you're gonna try, uh, Pete, Charlie. Charlie, yeah. you get you never go first. Charlie, sure. you get to go Charlie first. Charlie goes.
2: All first. right. I'll, I'll, what are I'll the go, three uh, foods that you want to try? I'll go quick. Out of the new foods, yes. Uh, I, I, you know, my strategy at the state fair is I don't want something one big thing. You know, so there's these you know these fried green tomato BLTs and the the holy <laughs> ham loaf breakfast sandwich. That's too big for me. I go a little bit smaller. So my three. I'm going to start with the uh, Union Hmong Kitchen Galabao, uh, mm. which is a Hmong steamed bun with ground pork, eggs, spices, and you get one of uh, Yi amazing sauces to go with that, mm. uh, which are absolutely delicious. Number two, one of my favorite stands over the last couple of years, the Blue Barn in the newer section of the fair, hot honey cheese sticks, fried mm. halloumi cheese with hot honey and honeycomb crunch. Sounds oh, delicious. Some fried cheese sticks with hot. I'm honey. so hungry. Well, I know my mouth is watering. Yeah. Uh, and my number three, my breakfast pick is the boss Basant, I guess, is what they're going to call it. Basant. it's a bagel croissant mix. And it is wow. everything bagel croissant stuffed with scallion cream cheese.
0: <laughs> that would not have been on my list. Pete, that go ahead.
2: <laughs>
0: I, I like your list, Charlie.
3: I got to tell you, I, I, I have an incredible appetite, Charlie. So even if I start big, I continue big all day. <laughs> I'm a little you're bit smaller eating. than
2: you, Pete. I'm a yeah, little yeah. bit smaller.
0: Pete, you're eating all nine of these. Did I not tell you that? Go ahead. Yeah, I,
3: I think you're right. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't see anything that looks bad. I'm always amazed how, how much that they can create something. So this bacon wrapped waffle dog, I mean, it, how, how can you go wrong? It's just absolutely incredible. Yeah. So that one, that one I think is where you start because you Mm -hmm. always start with breakfast. I like this cheese curd stuffed pizza pretzel. I mean, uh, just imagine that whole thing.
4: (laughs) And you're going to be dipping. You know, there's plenty of
3: stuff to do. (laughs) That sounds pretty good. I like a lot of other things, but this one, I I, I just got fallen in love with this because I'm a dill pickle guy anyway, but a dill pickle cheese curd taco. Yes. I mean... It's the best of just about everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, it really those is. Those are my three. <laughs> those are good. There are a lot of um, a lot of pickle-related dishes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this year, so oh boy. Well, you guys took some of mine, so I'll I'll make I'll adjust oh, on but the which fly. Which
2: ones? Which ones were going to be on? What was What was the on my? Days? Well, yeah.
0: the cheese. The, uh, uh, the well, one of them is the cheesecake curds. Oh For boy, sure. those sound yeah. delicious. And I should yeah. say that. I'm lactose intolerant. So a lot of these things that I'm going to eat, I probably won't be able to eat. But it's a perfect world, I'm imagining, and I can have dairy. Um, I'm going to say I'm putting this on there because now, like, you you got me curious, Charlie. Initially, I said, no way. You and I are going to try the crispy lutefisk steam bun. We need to try it, right? I'm on board. It's
2: cooked. It's not the raw version. Yeah. You know, I I feel like if you're going to do it, this is the time.
3: I'm half do Swedish. I, to... I can't do it. <laughs> do they yum deliver? Sauce on it? Yeah,
0: the, yeah. I was gonna. My third was gonna be the dill pickle cheese curd taco because I was mm. like, holy cow. Mm. Um, but you know what's really very underrated? Um, but mm. I, I just it'll take me back to a time in my life that I remember is the fruity cereal milk biscuit mm. because mm. it has fruity pebbles on top. <laughs> that looks so good. It's so basic. I mean, it's a it's a biscuit, but it's got. It's got that on. It's got uh, fruity pebbles on top, which is why I like the hot honey cheese sticks too with yeah. The, yeah. the honeycombs. Oh. I, I never honeycombs.
2: ate. Uh, I, I never ate that, that cereal. You never fruity had pebbles. honeycombs as a kid. No, fruity pebbles. Oh, I never, fruity, never Pebble. fruity pebbles. Yeah. You know what's Not
0: really great is rice crispy treats, but instead of the rice Krispies, it's fruity pebbles. <laughs>
2: I'm a I'm a more cocoa uh, cocoa crispies type of guy. Although yes, do that same thing, I grew oh, up in a house that one. had
3: no sugar, so we... Oh <laughs> my yeah, goodness! Doctor. Wow, mom and dad both adamantly against anything sugar. Well, that's so... why
0: you were a professional athlete, <laughs> well, and the rest of us weren't.
3: That. That's not true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll tell you what. Know. Also, looks, maybe, maybe what also looks really good. I'll add on my list is the uh, loaded lobster fries. Oh, no, did you see those? Absolutely wow. not. You're, what?
2: You're getting oh. lobster at the State Fair? <laughs> yeah. Listen, I love lobster. I love you're lobster You're getting lutefisk at I'm the not State getting, Fair. Yeah, that's brined and, like, lye. That's, that's going to kill every bacteria possible.
0: Listen, lobster in garlic and herb butter sauce on a bed of wow. French fries with Old Bay seasoning. Oh, my goodness. Is it lunchtime? That, at a restaurant, sure. But come on. I I'll try it. All right, gentlemen. Thank you. It's been fun. Thanks to Jamie Watson today, and thanks to all you for listening. Don't forget, you can listen to the podcast anytime, anywhere. You get your podcast. We'll see you next week. We really need new phones.
2: T-Mobile will cover the cost of four
1: amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s. It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per
0: month with eligible trade-in when you switch.